Believe in yourself, cause it starts with you And then everyone else will believe you too And if it looks like you're the only believer around Just keep on believing, don't put yourself down Just believe Our guest this week emigrated from Iraq to Detroit with his family when he was nine years old. In 1985, at age 19, he founded Atlas Oil Company, which is a premier national fuel supply, logistics, and services company, delivering comprehensive solutions to customers throughout the distribution life cycle, from crude oil, E&P companies, to refineries, to commercial and users nationwide. In 2018, he and his wife, Netta, started their own winery based in Napa Valley. The epitome of the American dream, his name, Sam Simon. And I'm Jack Crisula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. I'm Jack Crisula, this is Anything is Possible. We're talking to Sam Simon, who in 1985, at age 19, started Atlas Oil Company. Sam, welcome and honored to have you. Thank you, Jack, for having me. Um, you've been always a good friend and a good person, and appreciate it, and nice to see you again. Thank you. Let's start by talking about your childhood, your mom and your dad. Your mom and dad came from Iraq to Detroit. You were nine, four other siblings. Talk about that first year. Oh, you know, it was a tough, uh, tough year for us. Uh, came in nine years old. I still remember on the plane we came down, there was this big, huge uh, 94 big tire. If you remember, that is a Firestone big tire. And I told my mom, wow, look at this tire. So we had no idea. We had uh, friends that we lived in their basement, my dad's friends. So this was our first day, came in. And then um, it was like a Thursday. On a Sunday, we, we went to church. And the priest got up and says, hey, we have a good family came in, five, uh, f five siblings and mom and dad, and, you know, introduce us and to the church. And, you know, it was, um, you know, it was, that's our beginning. And my dad, I give a lot of credit to mom and dad for, uh, got up, says, look, we don't need you guys to give us anything. We want you to give us jobs and help us, um, you know, give us, uh, you know, areas we can work. So... And then, really, that was that was the first time we were in the U.S. And your mom and dad came to America with less than two hundred dollars. Your first home was a family friend's basement near Five Mile and Gratiot. Yes. And Shell Oil they got gave your dad a chance. Yes. Talk about that. Yeah, and then and then just to give you an idea, we were minus two hundred dollars. Not, you know, we, we were on the plane, um, um, got on the plane, got everything else, but we were behind $200. So the church helped us put 200 bucks before we came to this country. So just to make sure we were minus 200. And then, and my dad's friend, when we lived in his basement, he had a gas station. So we worked at that gas station, either cleaning the gas stations and everything else. From there, we worked for about a year and a half before uh, Shell Oil gave us an opportunity to get a station. And you were pumping gas when you were nine years old? Y yes. You're still pumping gas. And uh, <laughs> at age 16, you were managing five stations for Dad, supervising 23 people, age 16. 
Yes, so so at that time, uh, Dad uh, threw us in, in the whole um, area. We have no other choices. So we had to manage, clean, uh, um, pump. At that time, it used to be all full service. We used to do full service and things like that. So it was um, it was learning uh, from you know drinking from the fire, uh, you know hydrant. So my dad threw us into that. But you know you had to learn. You had no choice. What's the biggest thing, Sam, you learned from Dad, and what's the biggest thing you learned from Mom? Well, I learned from Dad never gives up. I mean, my dad never gave up. And then the hard work, uh, really the hard work. It's nobody's going to give you anything. you got to work for it. And really the other part which we learn a lot from Dad is his love. He put a lot of love between us as a family. So it's, it's amazing. And my mom, hard worker, and she cares, cooks cleans and she had probably the warmness of everything else my dad was a little bit the tougher my mom was always the person that cares and wanted to make sure that we have everything where we need it okay let's jump to 1985 you max out your credit cards to the tune of 30,000 to start atlas oil yes it was i had to convince my dad um you know my dad um you know you know, we had a shell station, and the shell station needed diesel, and we didn't have diesel uh, at, this sh- at the shell station. I convinced my dad to see if we can get the Dairy Queen next door to put two tanks in, so we did, and it was successfully. So I needed to buy a truck, and that's when I went and did my car car, $30,000 car car. And everybody says, uh, don't get hit by a Mac. So I went and bought a brand new Mac, tank wagon Mac, because don't get hit by the Mac, so I thought the Mac was fantastic. So I bought it for a $30,000 credit card, and and my dad wasn't happy, but uh, this is when I first started Atlas Oil. Then I wanted the first letter of A, Atlas started with the first letter, because that that time was yellow pages. It was the first pager when you get to the A, is through the Atlas Oil. This is how I created Atlas, and I wanted the global Atlas with the ball, but, but, but it was taken, so I had no other choice but to do the Derek as the A. All right. God has blessed you in a lot of ways, Sam, and you've made a lot of great choices. Your greatest hire of all time was the first salesperson you hired. Yes. And she was... Um, so, you know, you know, again, at church, I asked the priest... Uh, who does he know a good salesperson? And we, we were only two people in this company. So I needed a salesperson. So I finally, uh, you know, found her at church. And, and then, you know, we know her family really well. Uh, you know, she was, um, you know, it's a friends of our, you know, my dad and my mom. But I did not know of her much. So I asked her to see if she wants to work for me. She asked me how many employees. I said, I have two employees. And and finally, she said she worked at Ford Motor Company. I went and visited her at uh, at 30 Story, you know, building a renaissance of Ford Motor Company. And then she she actually told me to go to hell, which is very bad. And I finally went twice again. And then, you know, she had a male secretary. Finally told the male secretary, I know her from church. Finally went inside again after two months later. She was so mad at me because she says, how you came in here? And I finally says, look, I, you know, you got to come and see me. So finally, uh, you know, Ford Moore Company gives like two weeks off doing the holiday. She came and visited me in December and she really liked my passion. And then, uh, you know, I made her offer she can't refuse, which is she was making more money than our company as Atlas. 
What's her name and whatever happened to that lady? Uh, that lady, her name is Netta, and today her last name is Simon. After six years later, I had to marry my best asset. <laughs> you outkicked your punt coverage when you did that, Sam Simon. And I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. This is Anything is Possible. I'm your host, Jack Prasula, with Sam Simon. He and his family emigrated to Detroit from Iraq when he was nine years old. Sam, you've said a lot of things. I quote you now. One plus one equals 11. Yes. You should be in politics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm good at. No. What is no, no, one plus good... one equals 11? So so the biggest success that I had is not about what you know, is who you know, and how you get connected to people and get engaged, get involved. So it's the connections, is strategic alliance, people you get to know. It's, this is how you add 1 plus 1 equals 11, which is the opportunities you can build within the team or uh, just relationships, strategic alliance. That's what I really believe the biggest thing is, you know, I had a... Um, a great uh, a great opportunity to buy a pipeline terminal in in, in Taylor, Michigan. And again, I, you know, again, how I got connected to the family, which is the Koch family, K-O-C-H. Uh, and then again, by connecting, and I added multiple than just one plus one because it's two. Is I, I added lots of other things. From there, I picked up Exxon Mobil. I picked up other opportunity because it's all the branches you go through the process is connecting all the dots. And that's why today I have my connecting the green dots is connecting everybody. So it's all about connecting the dots. Zig Ziglar was the greatest motivational speaker of our lifetime. <clears throat> In his first book, See You at the Top, 40 times in that book, he says, you can get everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Yes, absolutely. Is that still true today? Absolutely. I think people today, everybody has to say, hey, what are you going to give me? I really do, don't believe in that. I believe it's, it's you got to help everybody. Everything will come to you. I don't think money it leads. It follows. So you got to understand it's all about connections, helping each other, working with each other. There's plenty for everybody, I truly believe. But again, you gotta, don't ask, give first, and then you will get it later. You're a bit like a modern day Yogi Berra with some of your quotes. Here's another one. Take your time, but hurry up. Yes. Don't wait for it to happen, make, make it, happen. it happen. Yeah, so you know, for me, take your time, but hurry up. Take your time means let's make sure that we do our due diligence. Let's make sure we do it right from the beginning. Don't rush everything else. But when you get a good idea, you have a good understanding of it, people waste too long to execute. So I'm a big believer, take your time, but hurry up. Once you get it, get it out and get it done quickly. What happened to the Facebook, if you remember, the guy started uh, he started Facebook, the guy before the Facebook, somebody else came up with an idea, but didn't take it all the way in because he took his time. So I'm a big believer, time is important. When you have something good, make sure you do it right from the beginning, but then you gotta be hurry up and get it done. So take your time, but hurry up. We're talking to Sam Simon, 
1985, at age 19, he founded Atlas Oil Company. If you want to learn more, www.atlasoil.com. Okay, you mentioned the word Atlas with the A, but each letter means something. Yes. Yes, so... You know, it's always the leader at service. So, so you know, A, it's always the leader um, at service. Did Netta figure that one out too, Sam? Yeah, Netta figured a lot of things <laughs> up. I, I got to tell you, she was, she's been amazing. So, all right. Have you figured Netta out yet, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> Every day I figure Netta out, all but right. she's a um, great partner. couple other things things that you've stated as being very critical to your success. If you're investing in a company, take time to assess and make sure the people are the right people. Yes. So I really, truly, today, I've been lucky that, um, you know, Atlas Oil is doing very well. I still own 100% of Atlas, and we have close to about 700 employees. But about 10 years ago, I, I, I've been investing into entrepreneurs. So I'm a big believer. It's not about the business that they have. So I'm all about investing to people. So the people side of it is very, very key. It's not just the business, because business, they can have a good balance sheet, they can have everything else, but the the person who's running is not as good person. So I'm always about the person and the people side of it. Our great friend, mutual friend, Mark Gregory, the iconic Michigan middle market yes. lender, says, and I quote, I'd bet on the jockey more than the horse. So true. All right. Another thing you say, common sense is not common. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of people that they're PhDs, they're smartest people in the world, but I'd rather have someone who I can hire who has common sense. You probably know on a day-to-day -day business today, it's, there's a lot of people has smartest book smarts and everything else, but they go and they have real world opportunities out there. You gotta have common sense. You gotta see the person face, you gotta see their feeling, you gotta see how they act, and you gotta make decisions. So the common sense, what people's biggest thing is common sense not common because people don't have that. Um, so I need to have that person who can come with me and have some common sense, not just about the book smart. Be solution driven. Yes. Be solution-driven. So you're always going to be, a, you know, so I have six core values. So the first one is passion. I love people who has passion. The second is, uh, you know, is solution-driven. For, for me, you're going to always have issues in life, issues in business. And you gotta have, you got to continue to figure where's the solutions and identify it, discuss it, and solve it. Because I believe everything else is politicking. And then the third is collaboration, innovation. I'm a big believer in collaboration. Get your team, collaborate, and this is how you really just innovate. And then the last one, I really believe, do the right thing. You can't teach people do the right thing. It's policies, procedures. You've seen what happened to the public companies today. They don't want to do the right things. People know there's an issues. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, I'm always a big believer in life. You're always going to have issues. But how you solve these issues is going to be importantly. Through the years... You've delivered billions of gallons of gas to thousands of gas stations who are owned by these individual people, families, etc. Talk about the job, Sam, that our gas station owners do today. Yeah, it's just remember, these station owners, they're all from, came in from a blue collar. Either they were a taxi cab people, 
uh, in New York or some other places, they work 18 hours a day. Once they make a few hundred thousand dollars, they want to own a property. They want to own their own uh, you know, facilities. They want to own a gas station, usually gas station, dairy, uh, um, you know, dairy marts or, or, or landing marts. So what they want to do is to make sure that they want to start their future. And these guys work 18 hours a day. 18 hours a day. They bring their families with them. They bring all, you know, everyone with them. And then, you know, it's not an easy job. I mean, you probably can see the, you know, it's a tough job to, to be a gas station <clears throat> owner. What do they make? Like a dollar a gallon, Sam? No, 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 Jack. There's no such thing as that. They probably make about 10 cents, 12 cents a gallon. So, and a typical gas station maybe moves about 100,000 gallons, 80 to 100,000 gallons. At a 10 cents, probably eight, ten thousand $10,000. But you got to pay the workers. You got to pay the rent. You got to pay the mortgage. You got to pay the whole thing. I mean, that's what their average, about 10, maybe 11 cents a gallon. Between the federal government and the state government, you've told me through the years that 40% of that price at the pump goes to the federal and state governments yes. to fix our roads and infrastructure. Yes, yes. Is that I'm, true? Yeah, so so the states, I think states, some states is anywhere from 15 to 18 to 20 cents, and the federal anywhere from 18 to 20 cents. So it's almost 40%, 38% for how for taxes. The problem is when they take their money with states or the federal, they never fix the road. They always use their money for something else. So they always cheat the roads. So you probably can see the United States from the bridges, from the roads, they're all we're all having issues to trying to fix the roads because of they're taking the money somewhere else. Sounds like he's going to run for politics no, someday. His banner's going to be Peter. I'm me. going to fix the roads. Not for me. I'm going to fix the damn roads. Okay. <laughs> we <laughs> With Sam to. Simon, if you want to learn more, www.atlasoil.com. And I'm Jack Russell, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. Welcome back to Anything is Possible. I'm Jack Rasula. We're with Sam Simon. Sam, Simon Group Holdings. You started in 85 with the founding of Atlas Oil Company. I believe you now have 120 companies, direct investments, 3,000 customers, 700 employees, a conglomerate. You're like a, a mini Danny Gilbert. Tell us about Simon Group Holdings. So... You know, when Atlas was, I was growing and, and when I became, you know, 50 years old and I decided, look, um, we have some great teams with us, uh, two good people that I made, one of them a chief operating officer and made the other one as, as a president. And then I always like to invest with entrepreneurs. So I made it very clear that I want to start my own holding company and see how can I invest. So I started Simon Group Holdings to really invest in companies mainly entrepreneurs. So I started, you know, Simon Group Holdings. Um, you also started the Sam and Netta Simon Foundation to yes. give back. What's the mission? The mission is two areas that we concentrate a lot on. It's one is the military. So we do a lot of, uh, you know, militaries. We had almost 4,000, you know, Selvridge, uh, you know, airport. Um, you know, we used to do Christmas parties for them with their kids and families and things like that. And they're really 
we just wanted to tell them how much we appreciated their sacrifice uh, to this countries, and really that was one of the missions. The other mission was mainly the police. We did a lot with the police. We do a lot of the canine dogs. We we buy these canine dogs to help all of downriver, Taylor, Romulus, all the downriver areas, and we buy their dogs. Anything from twelve thousand to fifteen thousand with their vest and everything else. So we do a lot of that dogs and then help out. And then the last one that we do is the kids. All right, the Selfridge Air Force Base. You started that holiday party annually back in December of 2006. So you've met thousands of young American heroes serving the military. What have they taught you, Sam? They taught us that really how much they sacrifice and they really, people don't realize how much their family sacrifice, not just them. So they have kids, they don't see their kids as much. Uh, Their homes, we find out that their homes is pipes broken facilities not there so we helped everybody if we can there and then i gotta tell you i don't know how they do it and then some years same people either they they come with no um their half of their legs is cut off their ears is is cut off and how they go back into it again so the uh, the strength that they put uh, um you know that they teach me that there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on and we appreciate how much we appreciate what they do to this country Speaking of sacrifice, talk about the job that our police officers do. I got to tell you, you know, I know that there are so much issues with police. And I'm not saying that all the police are right. I mean, yeah, we all, there are doctors everywhere, police. They're always going to have issues. Everybody has issues. But the majority of the police people are good people. Um, yes, we still have to do a better job on some of these other police they have done a wrong uh, um, in the community. But I truly believe, uh, how you do without police? I have two boys, I have kids, and I have um, you know families, cousins. How would you don't have police the safety? We need them, and they actually sacrifice. And there's more police people dies every day what they're trying to make sure that we have a good, um, safe you know, community you know, where we live in. All right, speaking of family, you love your family. You love Netta. It's like puppy love still. Yeah. Um, you've got twin sons, Peter and Michael, 22. You love them. And <laughs> they think the world of you and Netta, they want to be around you. How has that happened? And why is that so important to you, Sam Simon? So... You know, you know, my foundation was very, very strong. My dad and my mom put, like we said, they put love first into our family, not just hard work and go out there and be good, uh, good human beings. So, for me, the love came in through our parents, and then, in turns, I know how busy we are trying to grow the businesses, and I know Ned and I worked a lot of hours, but we never miss the opportunity to spend time with our kids, our two boys. And we are lucky that our boys are a wonderful uh, young men, I call them today. And they always want to be with us. Because, again, we taught them the love is important. Being together, you know, it's as important. And, and then really um, they can see that there's love between, um, between me and my wife. So love has to be within the house. This is where all the starts. So the parents starts that side of it. And I'm going to tell you, 
is success, we talk about success of Sam Simon. Actually, I'm more successfully as a family. And my brothers and my sister, we see each other Sundays. We see each other almost daily. Sometimes every week we, 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 we talk on a daily basis. So there's, that's the love. That's what I really believe that mom and dad created. And now we have all these, you know, young grandchildren and nieces and nephews. We're talking to Sam Simon. Sam, a lot of people, the pressures at the job for the husband, the wife, is tremendous. You've really worked to balance success in business and family. What advice would you give to couples today to try to have a proper balance? Yeah, so uh, just to give you, next month is going to be our 30-year anniversary for you know my wife and I. And, and then, again, um, when you go and then when you decide to get married and then um, you have a wonderful person, when you say yes, you are going to have issues as you go through. I mean, you don't agree on everything, all stuff. So, But you got to understand the faith that, that I'm, I came in from. I'm a Catholic, came in faith. We go to church and all stuff. Again... You, you got to have faith that we all uh, help each other, work with each other. And then I have a wonderful, you know, partner. I call her a partner. I call her wife and a great mother. So for me, it's, I don't just look at her as just a, a wife. I look at her as a partner. I look at her as a mother. Uh, you know, as a mother. And then I tell you what, she puts the love with our two boys as I was working very hard. You cannot not love that woman. So for me, it's it's you got to spend time and nothing's going to go right every time. But I got to tell you, it's it's continue to work together and, and then and really put the love in the family. Everything else will come to you. You've mentioned faith a few times. What role has your faith had in the success that you've had? You know, there's times when I, uh, you know, we used to go to work and there was issues if it's blackout or, or issue, a supplier didn't want to give us credit when we first began and things like that. And I always believe the faith when uh, we go to church and pray and all stuff. I really believe God uh, has bundles and God always does the right thing. And every time if I don't, if I don't get something, I says, well, maybe God told us that that was not good for me. And really all the time that happened, um, it really went in the right directions as much as we, we, we had to say. But again, my dad, when we first came to this country, I told you Thursday, Sunday, we were at church. We always stayed at the front. We were in the, the, the first seats. We always sit. So when you listen to the priests, when you listen to the families, when you be together with that, you got to have faith. I don't care who you are, what religious you believe. You got to have something that you can get up in the morning says, this is a good day. I can vouch for you. <laughs> At St. Hugo's for years, you guys were always in the first and second rows, now yes. holy name. Yes. So uh, keep up the great, great work. Thank you. We're talking to Sam Simon. I'm Jack Rasool. This is Anything is Possible on 760 WJR. Jack Rizzula, host of WJR's Anything is Possible, the weekly radio visit, brings his 15 years of inspirational storytelling to hardcover. With God, anything is possible. Anything is possible. 
14 of Jack's more than 750 tales of defeating odds and achieving the extraordinary. Like Bob Woodruff, whose job covering the war in Iraq nearly cost him his life. And Nick Vujicic, the limbless evangelist who has stunned millions with his message of acceptance and grace. With God, anything is possible. Order now while signed copies are still available at trustinusllc.square.site. That's trustinusllc.square.site. And as Jack says, Make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spohol. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible. We're talking to Sam Simon. Started Atlas Oil at age 19, 1985. Today, Simon, Holding, Simon Group Holdings has over 120 companies with direct investments, 3,000 customers, 700 employees. You are the quintessential American dream. Talk to us about America. Um, you know, it's, it's truly, if you want to do things, um, grow in life, America gives you everything what you need. I mean, if you're willing to be honest and open, um, work hard, there's so much opportunities in here. I came in from a country that's all about power. Um, you cannot say things, uh, on anything else that's related to the government. You can't speak your freedom. Um, if you get successfully, you have to share a lot of things with the power of the government. So here, long as you're honest, long as you are a hard worker, long as you play by the book, there are so much opportunities. And we're lucky to have a beautiful country like we are. Um, and yes, with politics today and going back and forth, but we still have an unbelievable, that's why every single uh, place in the world wants to be here. There's a reason why, because we have beautiful country as America. And, and I gotta tell you, I pray for our presidents. I pray, I don't care what size they are, pray for them every day, because we are living in an American dream is the best country in the world. You've been around entrepreneurs your whole life. You are one quintessential. De describe for us an entrepreneur. Yeah, for me, entrepreneur is a person that takes risks. I mean, we all understand that nothing's perfect, um, that we have, uh, there, there is risk. Uh, sure, it's calculated risk, but you gotta take risk. And I think never give up. People gives up too quickly. And, and then ultimately, you and I know, Jack, is you gotta work hard. This is not there. Nothing's gonna come your way 100%. You're gonna see a lot of no's. You're gonna have some failures. You're gonna have issues. But you have something good and strong. And the other part I recommend with any good entrepreneurs and things like that, you, you gotta understand, you gotta ask for advice. You got to ask for help. Do not feel uncomfortable. And I always tell people today, I only know 2% and I'm only a third grader because I'm still learning. You got to continue to learn. So don't give up. Work hard and ask for help. And, and I truly believe um, there's so much opportunity for a new startup today. And that's why I enjoy investing into entrepreneurs. 
an entrepreneur has to have a dream and has to be able to articulate that dream. But left to his or her own, own fruition, it's just a dream. You then have to convince people who are too good for you right now to come and help you turn the dream into reality. Yes. You did that with Netta. You did that with Mike Evans, a whole lot of other people. Yes. How does one convince really good people to join this team when it's nothing? Yeah, so the most important thing I think people joins any companies is they can see their passion and their vision. I mean, you got to have a visionary. And, and then I'm a big believer, you gotta have someone who can execute. You, sometimes a good visionary is not a good executor either, but you gotta have an executor. And you have to be willing to bring good people and, uh, and pay them good wages, but they gotta see the vision. They gotta see that. And then you gotta get them engaged. You gotta get them engaged in your vision. You gotta get them involved in the communication. There's a lot goes into this, but it's not easy today. It's all about the people, how, how, who you hire, how you hire the people. And then, and then um, you know, so I'm a big believer that the people makes a difference, not the company. All right. Every company, every entity has a culture. Yes. And you have to propagate that culture yes. through the organization. Yes. How do you do that as you keep growing, Sam? Not an easy. That's That's probably, if I had to say... Anything else has been my most difficulty thing is of people brings their culture with them when you hire people. So they have all their different culture. They have their own areas. I really believe you got to stick to culture. Yes, you can have detours, other stuff, but you can't change a culture just because of we have, um, you know, COVID's going on or blackouts or inflations or things. You got to keep your culture and it's not as easy, but you got to communicate daily. You got to say it all the time. You got to make sure that if there's people that need help, you got to help them out. But you got to have an open environment. You got to have to have people who speaks their minds. And you got to listen and you got to make changes as you go along. And so for me, culturally is the foundation of every business. I have to make a confession here, Sam. 20 years ago when I would come down to Taylor to your corporate, the biggest reason I wanted to come there was for that homemade popcorn maker. Okay. Yes. Uh, talk about feeding people as part of a culture. Yeah, so, so you know, I always big believer. We used to do ice cream carts and throw ice creams during the day to people and thanking them. Two popcorns. We used to, you know, bring in a person does massages for people and, and, and things like that. Lunches goes all the way. And I used to have what I call... What's rocking Atlas every Friday at nine o'clock in the morning? I used to speak to all the employees about what's going on with Atlas, what's rocking Atlas, what's going on with the day-to-day -day stuff, and really, and then celebrating anniversaries, celebrating birthdays, celebrating with people that you know caring. But that's the culture. You got to bring the family. So I'm a big believer. It's all about the family. So you mentioned that you only know two percent, and you're like a third, third grade. grade still there. Um, in business today, you have to keep learning while you're earning. Yes. How do you keep learning? So the biggest thing that I learned, actually, you know, believe it or not, I learned from the younger generations today. What is the world's going to look like? Where they're heading? I always have to tell my you know, HR director, it's not about uh, um, them adopting to us. We have to adopt to them. So it's it's a there. So we got to learn through uh, through understanding of, 
what business changing today, technology is changing, uh, social media is changing. And if you don't add value today, every day you cannot add more value to the customers. Customers not going to pay you just because of you're not uh, um, just because of where you were before. You got to keep adding the value. So, you know, readings, uh, uh, seeing, changing, and then whoever is a good leader has to change. You got to keep changing to get better. And it's not as easy again, but you got to continue to do that. As our time winds down, speaking of young people, what advice do you give to our young listeners tonight? I really believe, um, you know, if you have a dream, um, you, you, you are passion trying to create. Doesn't matter if it's charities, if it's area in business, or, or you have a dream. The one thing you gotta do is making sure um, you have a good vision and, and don't give up and go after it and ask for help. Uh, there's a lot of good people out there can help you. Um, and then really, this is still American dream. You have so much opportunities. Every, for every single person that can wants to grow. Salmonetta, you are the American dream. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the great, great work. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. And uh, go USA. Please join us next Saturday. Until then, I'm Jack Crisula. Thanks for listening. And make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spoon. Believe in yourself.